0: Hello, everyone, to another Eat, Speak podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Felipe Armenta is our guest. It is colonial golf season this week. It is Fort Worth Zoo season when everyone goes. Everyone wants to know about the new restaurant by the Fort Worth Zoo called Maria's Mexican Kitchen. And that's why our guest today is Felipe Armenta. Hello, Felipe. Hi. How are you doing? uh, Is it Felipe or Felipe?
1: Would you rather be? either or i go by both my, my dad felipe <laughs> and my mom used to call me felipe so
0: <laughs> well uh, and, and it's all about your dad and mom and that's what we want to talk about now because maria's is a tribute to your mom uh, you know people have been to your restaurants around fort worth they went to the tavern first and people said gosh they have great you know steaks and and uh you know short and short rib and you know just the the meats at the tavern are what people talked about first Then you open Pacific Table, which has a great variety. You open Press Cafe, which has a great view and a a great scenic spot and patio along the river. And now you've opened Maria's, which is really a little bit of your history. And so uh, tell us exactly. A lot of people have been to uh, the tavern and Pacific Table and don't know anything about Felipe Armada. So tell us about the history and what Maria's Mexican Kitchen is all about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you know, my mom and dad, ever since, you know, uh, I've been born, have always had restaurants. We started off in uh, Houston. Uh, You know, I have a brother and a sister. And um, when, you know, I was, I think, three years old, four years old, uh, we had restaurants in Houston. And uh, I just remember growing up literally in the kitchen, like, you know, I was asking questions like, hey what, what should i be looking for an avocado or what should i look for in a tomato and you know I, I really was kind of born into this business and uh you know i've been uh i've been really fortunate that you know both my mom and dad uh knew so much about uh food and and uh restaurants and hospitality and and whatnot so i kind of had a really young uh start um out basically on my career without me even knowing it uh, that that's what I would do in the long run. Um, so from there, um, my, my dad, and my mom sold those restaurants that we had in Houston. We moved out to West Texas, uh, when I think I was nine or 10, we had an aunt in, in San Angelo. And, uh, my mom and dad just said, Hey, let's just start something different. You know, it's, it's easier to raise a family out in West Texas than it is in Houston. And, uh, we just packed up and left. And, uh, and then that's when, uh, when I turned 15, I remember uh, my dad opened a, a restaurant in San Angelo. We called it our Mensa's Cafe. Uh, at that moment in time, uh, my dad was working at a very popular restaurant there in town. It was called uh, Crystal's Confectionery, And they it was the best restaurant in town. My dad was in, in charge of the kitchen. Uh, my dad's found this location. And he basically said to me and my mom, to, hey, you guys run it. Well, I go to work to make sure that we can pay for the bills for this new business. And that's kind of how it started, you know, it was me and my mom side by side. And, uh, you know, she was very involved in uh, recipe development. My dad was more involved in how to execute the food. And then I was just there as help. So, that, you know, I was I remember just, just learning and working side by side with my mom. And, it, you know, the restaurant started getting busier and busier to where we my dad had to quit his job to come over and work with us and uh you know i'd leave school at 3 15 3 30 and i'd be in that kitchen at four o'clock and you know work from four to ten every night and uh that's basically how i started off you know at 15 working uh working at armentas cafe um,
0: if, if you if you look at armentas cafe right now on yelp armentas in san angelo you'll see you know four and a half stars you'll see it's one of the highest rated restaurants in san angelo so you've come from a, a restaurant in San Angelo with a great techniques legacy, but then you went to culinary training and on to work for uh, great restaurant companies. And then, and then you chose to come back to Fort Worth and open restaurants here. Uh, the, the rest the other restaurants you've opened here have uh, been more of a broad menu, broad appeal, but this restaurant is a real tribute to Maria and talk about that.
1: That's right. Um, so, you know, my mom uh, passed away to, two years ago. And, uh, you know, it kind of just kind of happened all of a sudden. And, you know, I, I just felt like, you know, my whole life I said, I was always going to open a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, but I never did it just because it was kind of like, I've been doing that my whole life kind of thing. Like I've, you know, I already knew the food and knew, uh, what I was going to do, but I wanted, I didn't want to do it just then. Uh, it was, uh, it was uh, Mother's Day uh, two years ago. My buddy of mine called me, and he's like, "He's a landlord at at Hofbrau," and he said, "Hey, um, uh, Hofbrau's out. You want that location?" I was like, "Yeah, let's go look at it." So we jumped on my bike, and I, we rode bikes down there on the Trinity on the trails, and pulled up, and I saw it, and I was like, "I fell in love with it that day," and I knew that day that I was going to do a Mexican restaurant, and I knew that I was going to call it Maria's on uh, on uh, Mother's Day
0: which... we should start talking about food a little bit so tell right. people what they find at Maria's and first of all Maria's is a very hot new busy restaurant and so right now if you're if you're already online trying to go to Maria's you need to go to resi and book a reservation com and book a reservation rather than just run over uh, tell people what kind of food they'll find at Maria's and what's your food and what's Maria's food
1: well, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, what we did, um, you know, my dad actually came down and, and uh, you know, I wanted him to be a part of the uh, the the research and development that we did in the beginning of the restaurant before we opened. So he had a lot of insights and, and stuff and what direction we should go. But uh, we have a variety of menu, everything from seafood to enchiladas and moles and uh, tuna tostadas and really intricate salads. and. Um, some really just unique uh, presentations on some of the dishes that we do. Um, my mom's, I would say my mom's signature dishes on there are all the enchilada sauces, the moles, um, uh, the rice, uh, the salsa, our table salsa. That 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 dish actually comes from San Angelo. We wanted to tie in some of those older uh, recipes that we've had in San Angelo for 30 years and uh, you know, I brought a, I brought a lot of that stuff on, uh, what I've done, I've kind of just changed the presentation and really just made it look a lot different maybe a little more sophisticated than you mm. would see out in San Angelo. Um, and that's kind of what I've done. You know, I've taken old tradition recipes and, um, these like old recipes and I've kind of revived them with different, uh, presentations and different ways of cooking things. So, um. That's kind of how I did it,
0: Steve. I know you have some photos of the decor. Let's talk about you know some of the the decor. And we talked about uh, you know maybe it may looking a little bit like a San Miguel restaurant.
1: Yeah, I uh, you know when I was envisioning um, you know my mom at Armentis would always have it very colorful, and I, I thought it was very important for me to to put on some color uh, throughout the restaurant that reminded me of my mom. So I you know I added pinks and blues and whites and uh, gold and yellow. And, you know, I wanted it to feel refreshing and I wanted it to feel like it was a woman who we were building a restaurant for. So it's got a really lot of, uh, feminine accents in there. Uh, and I think, you know, I was going for, a, a modern, but a very classic look. Um, and, you know, I think we did a, a really good job of tying in all those things together. You know, um, I really looked at all the details in this place, everything from the restrooms to the bar to the floors. to, I mean, the walls. Uh, I, I really try to make sure that every single detail was thought of and, and make sure that uh, it was going to come out the way it did. And um,
0: What are the know. most popular dishes so far, or dishes or drinks? What are the top sellers so far? And then what's yeah.
1: something on the menu that you wish people would give a try? I mean, everything's right now is starting to finally sell and move. Um, I think, you know, right now, enchiladas seem to be the top sellers, uh, all of them. The crab, uh, the three-colored enchiladas, the, um, the uh, tacos al carbone, uh, the red snappers are the top seller. Um, I think, you know, I would say that the steaks is what really people should really go in there. They're really just done very well. The sauces are really interesting. Uh, one of my favorite uh, steaks on the menu is the uh, the Oaxaca stuffed uh, filet with a pasilla sauce. It's it's just phenomenal. And so it's a uh,
0: cheese stuffed filet with a chili pasilla.
1: Yep, and it is just. I I mean it's phenomenal. I, I, I it's hard to explain the combination, but it just works. And, and it's uh, over charcoal, or it's over. It's over uh, light pecan, so we, we grill everything on pecan.
0: Light pecan, wow. And, so uh, the uh, you know, the, the the makeover of that restaurant has been really phenomenal. I should mention, too, you're open for lunch and dinner every day, and brunch and dinner on weekends.
1: Do you have your brunch menu in place yet? Not yet. We're still trying to, uh, obviously, with staffing issues, still trying to uh, button down a date when we're going to open for brunch, but uh it should be coming up i'm thinking the next two weeks for sure we should be open for brunch
0: the makeover of the hofbrow was pretty phenomenal you expanded that hofbrow patio steve i know you don't have my photo of that but the the <laughs> patio that was on the side of hofbrow there was a shady tree-lined patio and you extended that the length of the property so it stretches from the side of maria's out front almost to university drive uh the uh, it's this you know large margarita patio now, that's a great place where you can sit and and, and sip a, a little Anejo and and uh, and watch the the runners go by on the Trinity Trail or watch the people go by on the University. I can't believe that's the Hopbrow in there. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> I mean that doesn't look anything like I remember it.
1: <laughs> no, not at all.
0: <laughs> uh, the uh, the other restaurants you have, Philippe, are. Uh, You know, I know you have some uh, modification. You have a new restaurant opening, you have some remodeling coming up at another restaurant. So, tell us about the Armento restaurant empire.
1: Well, um, yeah, we're opening at Town Grill in Alliance, uh, right off Rain Lily Trail. Uh, it's the old, um, uh, what was the name of the place?
0: Uh, Oh, I and I I wanted to say, you know, not Harrigan's,
1: it was a chain restaurant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they weren't there very long. And, you know, I felt like the location was great. I really like that area. Uh, I think there's a lot of growth going on up there. And I think there's nothing you can find out there. There's not a chain. And I think people are kind of hungry to to have a local uh, chef-driven kind of restaurant there at their tips of their fingertips. So I, I, I foresee that being a really, really hot spot. Uh, we took the, the tavern menu and kind of did a spin-off of the tavern menu, but added an oyster bar, raw bar, and uh, basically combine that with a tavern menu. We feel like uh, the tavern's got this more of an American grill, and it's got a wide variety of menu that I think go really well up there. So that's kind of what we
0: Yeah, that's, an, that's next to Cena on Rain Lily Trail in the Alliance Town Center.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: And then so once that opens, you have some changes at one of your Fort Worth restaurants.
1: Right, um, the tavern in Fort Worth on twenty seven fifty five South Hewland. We are, uh, you know, it, it's we've been there for eleven years now. Uh, it's been a great, great location. It's 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 I consider it a, a local um, neighborhood restaurant. Uh, it's got a great following. Uh, I just think it's it's time to kind of give it some life and revitalize some of the uh, the interior and the kitchen. And uh, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, um, put all those pieces together to make it really special you know it's been there for such a long time and and we're doing it to get back to the community to say hey thank you for for dining with us for the last 11 years and we're just going to make it better
0: I remember when you opened there and it was a burger place before and, and uh, I, I I felt like well maybe if this is a success they'll remodel it one day and uh, you know it's finally come around a time to do that to give it that really great look it deserves
1: yeah absolutely it, it definitely deserves it and like i said you know the, our our clientele has been nothing but supportive and, and really loyal to us for so many years and it's it's the right thing to do and uh we're gonna we're gonna get back to the community
0: anything new at pacific table or press cafe uh
1: yeah on pacific table uh obviously we have two locations here in the metroplex here in fort worth on university and then we have las Galinas. las Galinas those restaurants in Los Colinas have definitely uh, seen a big, big drastic change now that the offices are back open. Um, during this whole pandemic, those, those restaurants in Las Colinas were probably hurting the worst out of all our restaurants because it's so based on, uh, offices and lunches and they literally just came back within the last six weeks. And we've seen a big, big difference on, uh, just foot traffic period out there. And, um, press cafe. We, uh, we're looking to do a little barbecue truck outside. Uh, we're actually going through permitting right now. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be where the old campo was on the right-hand sides of the, of the trees, uh, towards the back lawn. Um, it's going to be an extension of press. We're calling it press barbecue. And wow. w- w- one thing I wanted to do, you know, I've never done barbecue before, but I've been doing a lot of research and development on it. Um, I felt like most barbecue places you leave and you're just like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? I need to go take a nap. So I wanted to take a different approach and make barbecue, but make it healthy and make it light. So I've uh, I've been working on researching and, and kind of doing some, uh, some really different things with barbecue and different menus and different menu items. And I think uh, people are going to be pretty surprised when they come healthy and, and I, I are like smiling. Thinking, why would you, why would you want to do that? <laughs> well, well the, 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 for me, for example, uh, you know, I've noticed, you know, I tried to take my wife to go get barbecue and she's like, no, I don't really don't want that. I, you know, I don't want to feel that way. And I just want because I believe the art of barbecue is really, really special and unique. But I think if you can incorporate healthy ingredients to accommodate the meats, I think that's the way to go. Instead of us having a bunch of mac and cheese and fried potato skins and French fries and fried cheese balls and stuff like that, we're going to focus in on healthy quality ingredients like kale salad, uh, r- grain bowls. Uh, uh, we're doing a, uh, a, a quinoa salad. We're doing a uh, an Italian pasta salad. you know. And then you're going to be able to incorporate these flavors of barbecue with these specialty ingredients. Uh, uh, healthier options.
0: Well, you know, some of the new successful places are doing, you know, smoked chicken salads and things like that, and are doing, you know, a, a little bit of a, of a, a different touch. It is all about whether you have, uh, you know, good meats, which I know you have good meats in all your restaurants. And I, you know, I would say that having, uh, you know, natural sauces is, is a big part of it to, to try to stay out of the, uh, you know, the, the binders and the, the, the art of the, you have sweeteners and, you know, have a good fresh sauces and, and good meats. And and then you can take it from there and blend it with the ingredients. So.
1: Well, that being said, I, there is another thing I've been working on for the last couple of months. I, uh, you know, I, we bought a ranch and we we're starting to raise our own cattle for uh, our restaurants. We're doing a, uh, a Wagyu black Angus uh, hybrid. And, you know, uh, eventually we're going to have this meet at all of our businesses here in the Metro. From your own ranch. Well, yeah. From our own ranch. Um, I think we finally pinpointed the, pinpointed the right, um, hybrid cross and, you know, I've done a lot of research on it and we're really happy with uh, what we have. And I think it's going to be just phenomenal to be able to, uh, have this product in in our restaurants.
0: What do you plan to do from here? Where, where do you see your restaurants expanding or or growing?
1: Um, you know, we're looking at other markets in Texas. I think, you know, we're looking at, you know, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, um, Waco, Laredo. Uh, we're looking at Lubbock. Uh, we're looking at a variety of different locations. Uh, we're, I'm actually looking at a location in Dallas right now, uh, maybe to do a press cafe out there. Yeah. Uh but, yeah, we're looking to stay here in Texas and kind of just grow this thing and, you know, just really have our presence here in Texas. You know, we've talked about maybe going into maybe Oklahoma or Arkansas. Uh, but I think it'd be really smart, beneficial just to kind of just stay in Texas for now and kind of really just grow and this And, of course,
0: thing. for those that are, are you still part of the Cork and Pig and Irving and Midland, Odessa and San Angelo?
1: Yes, yes I have uh, those restaurants as well. So okay. I'm up to yeah, 12. They, uh... Once Talon opens, I'll be up to 12 restaurants.
0: OK, I drove from uh, we were in Fort Davis last weekend. We drove by and, and uh, we did stop in Odessa at a little Tex-Mex restaurant, but we considered stopping at Cork and Pig. And we looked at the menus and said, gosh, that's our Cork and Pig from Fort Worth in Midland and Odessa. So,
1: yeah, we you know, uh, same were familiar your place. We're looking to uh, bring Cork and Pig back to the Metroplex again and especially back to Fort Worth. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're out there on the hunt right now. And, uh, we've had a couple of locations that are on the, on the, on the list, but nothing has been found just yet. Uh,
0: what do you think in general about the university corridor and the, the, you know, people argue about whether their restaurants should be in, in Clear Fork or in university park or in downtown or in Mule Alley in the stockyards, you stayed out of the stockyards, what, what do you, what do you think the strength
1: is in Fort Worth right now? I think, you know, a a street that's, you know, obviously university being close to TCU and the zoo. I, I think that's to me, one of the price possessions of Fort Worth real estate. Um, I love the Clear Fork area. I love, uh, you know, being on the river, um, you know, Fort Worth is just growing so much. And I think, you know, I've always said this, that I feel like Right in between university and where Clear Fork is and Hewland, I think that's really the center of Fort Worth. And I think it's going to continue to grow, grow, and grow. And, uh, you know, more and more people are moving here. I think I read a statistic the other day that in the next 10 years, uh, the Metroplex will be the, or Dallas Fort Worth will be the biggest city in Texas. And uh, like 675 people have moved here in the last year, which 675,000 people have moved here in the last year. And that just, these are astronomical numbers. And I think if we can continue to have good places for people to go, it'll continue to grow. And, you know, I've I, just been really blessed and fortunate of being able to be here in Fort Worth and make it our hub.
0: Steve, I've been asking all the questions. Here we're talking to a West Texas rancher who's, you know, raising his own meat for his Fort Worth restaurants now. It's a, a you know, from a little restaurateur to a, to a West Texas rancher. Do you have any comments or questions? You've been to some of his places. Oh, yeah. Well, the one, when we first started, he mentioned something about the asking his parents how to pick a good avocado. How do you do that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually all, on the right day. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that part of it. But, you know, it's all about the feel. You know, you really have to feel the avocado, make sure it's not too firm, not too soft, right in the middle. Um, I actually look at the color of the avocado as well when they start to really ripen, they turn really, really dark, almost a dark brown, black color. Um, and, you know, I just thought it was fascinating because I would see my dad or my mom, you know, go to the grocery or accept the delivery of produce. And, you know, they'd grab one, they'd pull it out, they'd see it, they'd look at it, they'd smell it. And I just I, was, I thought it was so interesting that you could really know what the inside of it looked like by just feeling and, uh, those are all things that I was taught at a very young age. And I think it, it, it just, you know, when you have love and passion for, for food, you really start to dig into all these things. And, um, I was really fortunate to be a part of it. Do you but, feel
0: like you compare yourself at all? You know, we have, obviously you, you've been hearing since you got here about how, you know, Lanny landcart the second grew up in the Joe T's kitchen and and uh, opened his own gourmet Lanny's Alta Cocina, which was a little ahead of its time, I think, and now has Righteous Foods. But how do you feel about the perpetual comparison to uh, Lanny Lancard and his history?
1: Uh, I, I think it's great. You know, I'm a really good friend with Lanny. Uh, I have nothing but nothing but respect for him. And uh, I think they do a, a really, really good job. Um, but it's different. You know, I, I... I, I travel all through Mexico and I was, uh, you know, part of my background too. When I was with, uh, Houston's Hillstone restaurant group, you know, I lived in 14 cities in 10 years. I mean, I lived in San Francisco, I lived in Miami, I lived in Boston, Houston, and Scottsdale, Phoenix. I mean, I lived everywhere and I got to really start to see the whole country as a whole and all this different cultures and different types of food. And, um, I got to see so many different flavors. So I think that's what really sets me apart from just me talking specifically is that I was able to travel at a really young age and kind of see all these different things and kind of, I kind of just put it all together and kind of made my own, my own, uh, my own, my, I guess my, my own thing, you know?
0: I tell what people when I'm in Pacific table that you lived on the Pacific and, you know, open yeah. beaches and our open restaurants in Orange County, that your, your Pacific cred
1: is good. So. Yeah, no, What's I did. I spent oh, well, a long
0: time. well uh, the, isn't that named after a railroad?
1: <laughs> no, no. no? It, Pacific Table, uh-huh. uh, I wanted it to feel like you were in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. So uh, You're thinking of uh, Union Pacific, which is uh-huh. the road right uh-huh. by uh, Pacific Table. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know, I, I've always had a love for the... Uh, uh west coast cold water oysters i've always had a love for just the seafood and living in san francisco and you know being able to walk down to the to the uh the ferry or the embarcadero and have a chipino or a sourdough uh you know i, I just thought it was a, such a cool cool uh part of the world that I, I just love the food out there and uh, that's kind of how it, it came to be steve it is a, a, a double
0: uh it is a double play because in the beginning uh, you know people made the identification that it's right by the Union pacific railroad uh, turntable, the locomotive turntable, and so they made the connection of that it's right by the pacific the Union pacific turntable, but the 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 identity is supposed to be more uh, coastal seafood oh yeah, no i've I've Does eaten there right? a bunch of times. It's definitely a seafood restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Philippe anything else you know this is the point where usually we usually would talk about other restaurants but we're we're about out of time I just when people are are visiting you know in the mule alley go to provender hall don't go to the new hotel yet they're not ready they they're not staffed up uh, you know if you're driving down through Crockett row go by the smokeaholics barbecue in the food hall and try the craft uh, barbecue there besides going to Heim and and railhead uh, you will know, go to Maria's and and then try you know you will go up the hill to Enchiladas Olay, too, and try that. And you know, there are a lot of great little places. And pretty soon, TCU will have their act together, and the food will be good at the Lot 12 rooftop bar at the new TCU Hyatt. It's open with uh, a little bit of uh, hiccup because of the staff problems, but they'll have the menu improved there and have that worked out. So those will be some other new places to try in Fort Worth this summer. Uh, Philippe, any other new places that you want people to try?
1: Um, Right now, I've just been busy with with what we have. (laughs) I just need to get staffed. Town Grill, right? That's right. I mean, Town Grill's the newest spot, and uh, our barbecue spot here outside of Press is going to be really cool, too, which should be open in the next three weeks.
0: I'm looking for that. What's the name of that?
1: Uh, Barbecue at Press.
0: That is going to be – we're breaking news here, Steve. I don't think we've had anything about that. Yeah, yeah, with Healthy Barbecue. That's right. barbecue at press with with a different with a different uh, take on sides so you know we'll see how that comes up with well, thank you for telling us all about the far-flung armada restaurant empire and most of all thank you for telling us about the sauces and dishes and the pride you have in maria's mexican kitchen we see that every trip um you know until next time until next each Speak podcast i'm bud kennedy
1: and steve wilson thank you so much